Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 172. We're going to talk about another one of those things that's just got my dander up a little bit. We're going to talk about the word adjustments. But before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to help support everything fast pitch and get a great savings on something you should already be buying. The gloves are coming out soon, and Anderson's going to really be kicking butt. So make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. I was going to say, Tori, that works for baseball, for slow pitch, for oh, obviously yeah. all our fast pitch products. Absolutely. And also go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. I want to say thank you very much to Doug Everman and Matt Stacy. They are our two newest patrons. We are desperately searching for and hoping that more of you will become patrons. We definitely need the help. It's $5, 10 or $20 a month. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Take you through the steps and we'll get you signed up. And we certainly do need the support. We want to keep the podcast alive and kicking. And the best way for that to happen is for you to become a patron if you can. Patrons are the only reason that we're still working the podcast. Right. No, yeah. we're, and, and we've talked about this you know, at length, but it's certainly worth you know, reminding everybody about seven, eight months ago, we made the first real call to arms that we were about ready to close the, the doors on this operation. And since then, we've added quite a few patrons. But the reality of it is we're still operating in the red every month. I mean, there's just no nice way to say it. Now, the number in the red has gone from a ridiculous amount that we were losing every month to a more manageable amount. But you know, if we can get a, another bunch of people to come on board as patrons, you know, if everybody can kick in a little bit, we can keep this thing going forever. And I'm not going to get rich doing this thing unless unless we get lucky enough that someday uh, Wilson or Nike or somebody goes, hey, those guys are geniuses. We're going to buy their podcast. It doesn't happen. We, we got a ways to go. Yeah. But and the only reason is just, I mean, patrons are making it happen. Right. The so. patrons are the reason that we're still in, in business. We do appreciate you very much. You know, all of you that have been with us for a long time and supporting us financially for a long time, uh, you're the real rock stars. But again, we want to say thank you to Doug and Matt for coming on board. So, Don, one of the things that I've grown weary of, and I think I've been guilty of this at different times in my coaching career as well, but it's something that I hear every single time I go to the ballpark that I'll see a coach and or parent or both in a very exasperated, very frustrated, very angry, obviously disappointed tone of voice saying, would you make an adjustment up there? Right. Make an adjustment. And the thing that I've always found interesting about that is that I never hear any of those people offering a specific adjustment that they think a player should incorporate. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's starting to really annoy me is just the right way to say it, because if we're going to use words like adjustments, we need to make sure that the players we're coaching and the kids that we're talking to know what we're talking about, know when we say that what we are hoping for or want to see from them and have some idea of a, a real logical 
line of communication that tells us that they understand what it is that we're talking about and how to do what it is that we want them to do. And here's my thought on it, Don. You can tell me if you think I'm wrong or not, because you're the you're the nice and sweet and honey and, uh, uh, and everything's uh, uh. nice guy. And I'm the cynical, uh, mean-spirited old man uh, on on the lawn. But I think a lot of coaches say things like make an adjustment with no idea what they are really talking about, what they think that player should really be doing, and what that player... But it sounds good, Tori. Don, make an adjustment. Sounds like I know what I'm doing. And what that does for me as a coach is when I say, Don, you need to make an adjustment at the plate. I've I've addressed it. I've addressed the situation. And I've totally taken myself off the hook for the fact that you're not getting a hit. Right. So when we talk about and we hear coaches saying things like, hey, I need to see you make some adjustments at the plate. I need to see you make an adjustment in your game. I need you to make an adjustment in your pitches. What exactly it is that we expect them to do? And what kind of adjustments we're really talking about. So we spend a lot of time talking about hitting. And one of the things that, you know, people that have been listening to these podcasts for a long time, whether it's coach prep or uh, everything fast pitch, know how much it aggravates me to hear constant coaching of hitters while they're getting ready to hit. The laundry list of things that we're telling kids to do on the fly with no practice, with no context on, on their way up to the plate. But one of the things about the idea of making adjustments that kind of goes along with that is I think way too many of us as coaches are saying something like that because they want the pressure off of them as a coach and the pressure on the player to somehow miraculously solve whatever it is that's going on. And so hitting is the the perfect example. So let's say a hitter is struggling for whatever reason during a game. So do we tell them to make an adjustment because we think that there really is something specifically that they could do in the moment that would make a difference? Or are we just saying something out of frustration because they're not hitting? So that's the first thing I wanted us to talk about. Don, which do you think it is more of? Well, you had so many. Or is it both? You had so many different pieces there. Again, we want to limit how much coaching we're doing in game time because that's their their opportunity to go out there and... uh, that's like the reward for all the training they do is right. this time to go out there and compete. If we've got a situation where we're just constantly hitting the bottom of the ball, bottom of the ball, bottom of the ball, bottom of the ball, you know, somebody's got a little bit of a lift to it or a rise ball or their, their fastball is a little quicker than we're used to, but saying, Hey, fire on top. You know, we've that, and that's something that we've trained and we've talked about and something that if I'm a parent and I've been, you know, watching training sessions over and over and over, that would be a, a nice one thing to say that could be encouraging. It's like, hey, you're on it, you know, fire on top. That would be exciting to hear, I think, as an athlete or just a little reminder. But this make an adjustment and not having anything, you know, more specific, like you said, to share with them, I think would be something that would make them tighten up and right. and and panic, right? Yeah, well, let me give you a little a little role play right now. Okay. You popped up every time today. Why don't you make an adjustment? Panicking. Right. I, I know that I did that. Are you telling me something yeah. I didn't know? You, you you didn't hit a single ball out of the infield today. Why don't you make an adjustment? Well, you know what? I'm really not trying very hard, obviously. Right. And yeah. the thing about the word adjustment, and here's what I, what I think, and you touched on it with your explanation a second ago. If a player is hitting the bottom of the ball every time, sometimes the adjustment is as simple as aiming for the top of the ball instead of the middle right 
Sometimes yep. that's all it is. And if that's you know, what we've been training to do, right. then, yeah. If, if a player is constantly late, sometimes it could be as simple as moving up in the box a little bit or getting your foundation set a little bit earlier in relationship to the pitch. Yep. Okay. Now, both of those are pretty easy things to incorporate, pretty easy, quote-unquote, adjustments for a player to make. It sounds more encouraging. Right, but instead of that way. Yeah, yeah. instead of screaming from the stands or screaming from the coach's box, make an adjustment. Why don't we think about pulling that kid aside and say, hey, it looks like for whatever reason you're targeting a little off today. Try to hit the top of the ball this next swing and see how that goes. Sure, yeah. or or maybe not even a loud vocal right. hollering that makes everybody take note. Right. Well, perfect world would be that we've got some sort of a system in place that we've practiced enough and worked to, together enough that they're that, doing that. Right. That after that at bat, you know, you just hit a pop up to the shortstop for the third time today on the way back to the dugout. I put my arm on your shoulder and say, hey, Don, looks like your targeting's off a little bit today. Aim for the top of the ball next time and see what happens. Sure. And it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. And and so instead of everybody in the world knowing, I'm telling you, player, make an adjustment, I'm telling you, the player, an adjustment that might actually work. And how much pressure after that holler from the stands or from the coaching box, after that, that hollering out of some make an adjustment statement, everybody's going to eyes on and really uh, see if it, you really do it or not. Right. right? And, uh, That's and more uh, pressure. Right. And, and here's the thing that I think is, again, just so. Why, why I wanted us to talk about this today. Coach from the third base box yells, Don, make an adjustment, but doesn't give you any idea what that adjustment's supposed to be. If you hit a pop-up in the next swing, continued frustration, I told you to make an adjustment. I did. I moved up in the box. You hit a screaming line drive. That's back. the way to adjust. Well, did you really adjust anything or did it was, my, it was my coaching. Right. But so sometimes it's really simple things that can make a big difference, but it has to be something that we understand in the context, how we're delivering that information and what those adjustments really mean and what we expect them to do is really important. To me, you know, it was an eye-opening experience because I think I did this, you know, for a long time early on in my career would say things, you know, kind of generic catchphrase statements thinking the players understood what I meant. You know, I think I said something about, you know, if, you know, you just need to make an adjustment and you're next at bat and a player looked at me and said, well, wh what do you mean I should adjust? What should I do differently? And like, well, what do you mean you don't know what to do? It's like, I was almost like dumbfounded. It's like, well, I'm trying to hit it right on the button. You know, I'm trying to do that stuff we work on every day, but it's just not working today. And I said, right. well, okay, so you're a little bit late. Try to get your front foot down earlier. Wh what do you mean? And well, get your front foot down earlier. You know, if you're putting your foot down when the ball's coming out of her hand right now, Put your foot down when she's at three quarters of her delivery. Would be an adjustment. And that's that's an adjustment that might solve everything. I'm just missing. I'm off just a tiny bit. Well, then moving a couple of feet up in the box might be the adjustment that helps you get on time just, just right. Throwing a good drop ball yeah. and you're missing you know, on top. Mo moving yeah. up in the box so you can hit it before it breaks or moving back in the box so they all look like balls and the pitcher's got to throw you something different. The idea of making adjustments is really not as complicated as people want it to be. But I think there's an awful lot of people throwing that word around, thinking that, that that's the end-all, cure-all, be-all to help hitters hit better, and also that it's some sort of magic elixir that kids all understand what we mean when we just use that one word. No doubt. Again, the hollering thing, even, even bringing this, this topic up or envisioning you know, a coach or a parent hollering from the stands and you know, the feeling that the athlete gets when, when we do that just puts me into a panic. 
just for a little history too, I used to catch. The worst thing for me was when all the attention was on me. And when a ball was coming in from the outfield and I had to call a relay or cut four or whatever it might have been was just, it felt like overwhelming pressure for me. And it was a panic because all eyes were on me and whatever I said or whatever I decided was going to be evaluated by everybody as the right or wrong decision. And and that was a lot of pressure. So as a coach, I know I feel a lot more comfort doing things visually than, than hollering. You know, if they look down in the coaching box and you make a fist and then wave your hand above above your hand, you know, like, hey, let's fire on that top half or point at your eyes and eyes stay. So it's just a nice, calm, quiet, comfort coaching moment where it doesn't push all the eyes onto the athlete. But right. yeah, that's such a panic. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I've started doing now more and more in, in the lessons and, and working with kids is trying to prepare them for this a little bit. So, you know, we'll talk about, well, right now you're swinging great. It feels like a million bucks. You're in here in this no pressure, no worry environment and you're hitting great. Your game on Saturday, you start to feel this or you start to experience this or it feels like this is happening. Before you listen to all the people telling you to change your swing, try this instead. If you hit a pop-up the first time up at the plate and everybody's screaming at you to make an adjustment or mad at you because you hit a pop-up or whatever, before you try to change the way you're swinging or totally undo all this stuff that you're working so hard at, get your front foot down a little bit earlier. Move up in the box. Move a little bit further off the plate. Crowd the plate a little bit more. Snap your wrist a little bit earlier in your rise ball. Whatever you know it, it might be. Evaluate what's going on around you. Right. And again, to give them more tools in the toolbox so that when people start throwing the high-pressure environment at them and make that high-pressure environment even more pressure-packed, that they already got some ideas. Well, hey, I don't feel as strong today, so I'm going to do this. I feel a little bit late today. I'm going to do this. I feel like I'm just missing the sweet spot on the ball a little bit. I'm going to do this and start to give them some ideas of things that will work that they can use. I think is really uh, an important thing for us to be doing as a uh, from a coaching perspective. Well, and two, and whatever a pitcher's magic is, you know they they use it. They try and use it on everybody. They either throw really hard. They've got good movement. They've got really good location. You know whatever it might be. If I'm watching what they're doing to my teammates, they're probably going to try to do that to me, too. Right. So if all my teammates are missing on the bottom of the ball, she's deceiving us a little bit. So instead of firing at the middle, I should be firing at the top. Right. Or I should be more patient. Or I should get my foot down. If or, she's or, busting move up, every... or move back or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I should be figuring this stuff out before they try it on me. Yeah. Wouldn't, and, wouldn't wouldn't it be nice if you never had to hear the word adjustment ever again because you'd already you made already those did it before you got into the you did it on, yeah you did it way before because all the other batters but but but, you know. but then nobody would have any fun yelling at me and they wouldn't have fun yelling because that's right. fun for them right yeah it must be fun for somebody because there's an awful lot of it because they do on. it yeah all right so that's going to wrap up uh, this week's edition of Coach Prep as always please make sure you support our sponsor the Anderson Bad Company go to Patreon.com/slash Everything Fast Pitch. Become a patron. We definitely need your help. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs. They're $49.95 a dozen. We need to get a set and we'll get them sent to you right away. And make sure you contact us with questions, ideas, suggestions at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.